Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time. Cool. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What's good, Chris? Hey, buddy. What's up, Brian? Yeah. Um, I'm here with Coco. <laughs> I can't see her, but she's laying down. Yo, yo. Hello. Uh, I was just about to introduce you, Brian. Have some patience. But joining us through... Wait, he said hi to me. What do you want me to do? You want me to not say hi? Yes. Back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, the disembodied voice that is coming through our airways, it is our producer, Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What's up, boys? Hello, friend. Uh, he is hiding in the shadows for this episode today. You'll just hear him chime in. Uh, but uh, it's good to the gang's all here. Very excited for this show. Uh, let's get into it. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore thirty seven, and that's going to be on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. Brian, you can find me at b.esp at both Twitter on uh, both Twitter and Instagram, and. Um, if you rub a genie's uh, lamp a few times, maybe you could use one of your wishes to get me to stream on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. You should just stream. Why, why, why do they have to do it? You should just <laughs> stream and promote yourself streaming. What is happening here? Do you even want it, Brian? What's going on? Uh, I don't know, man. But yeah, you catch him on that. You can follow our theme song guy, Drum Foo, at Drum underscore Foo. Very talented individual. Give him a follow. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram, of course. Uh, follow us on there on Twitter, especially because we do a weekly really good chapter of the week poll for you guys to participate in. And we reveal the results on every episode. So vote for your favorite chapter. Usually goes up at like Sunday, Sunday afternoon-ish when the chapters come out. That's when I usually post it, so uh, check it out. Vote there. I do have the results for this week, and next week, it could be your fandom I'm representing. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a bunch of episodes that do not have an audio version attached, uh, that do not have a video version attached to them uh, for whatever reason. On our iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. We're on... Um, what was it, Grumbler? I don't know. We're on a bunch of weirdo <laughs> platforms now. Uh, we're spreading like wildfire. We're on Pandora. That's very hard to do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, follow us on all that. And if you're listening on iTunes or wherever, you can find us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, tell your friends. It'll be a lot of fun. We can uh, we could we could have fun commenting. I, I respond to comments, so let me know. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's it for plugs. Fuck it. Let's get into it. It is time to randomize. Dr. Stone. Mm. This is Dr. Stone chapter 185. Lovely cleavage plane. <laughs> Last we left off, uh, the kids built a fort to take uh, to fight against Stanley in like 35 minutes. And now they have just kind of established a battle plan. Um, they're all basically going to suicide bomb themselves with the with the Medusa. And one of 
one person is going to stay behind to unpetrify them when it's all said and done. Uh, but before they can do that, they have to establish a power source for the Medusas, which are just diamonds. And uh, tr- this whole chapter is about them trying to figure this diamond diamond shit out. Um, and they can't because it turns out no matter how like fine and pure they make the diamonds, uh, it always just like kind of it, it never really works. And um, at some point they realize that like the original Medusa batteries, they have like little cracks in them, whereas the diamonds that they were making before have like complete perfect uh, structural integrity, which is the instinct, I guess, is to make a diamond that doesn't break. But all the uh, mm. but all the original Medusa batteries break, and you know that's the difference between uh, their diamonds that they make and the diamonds that were originally powering these things. So uh, they they figure that like if they can manage to crack their man made diamonds, uh, that could be the key to finally be able to use this thing. Uh, so you know while they're trying to figure that out, they also send Suika and uh, Francois away because they're going to be the ones to unpetrify everybody when the plan's all done. So they're getting a head start on the hiding. Uh, and because Suika is literally can just devolve inside of her plant, whatever watermelon head thing, she's the best candidate to do so. Um, so, you know, they hide and from the top of some peak, uh, Suika notices that uh, Stanley's forces have already descended on the island. So it's all these roided up dudes with full of, like fully automatic assault weapons just traveling through fi- trying to find everybody. Um, meanwhile, there's this spider who can talk. Like one of them brushes up against the spider <laughs> and the spider literally like says, what the heck is that smell? Are there an- army ants around? Yikes. Better my- my sc- myself scarce. And it just runs away, but it really is like the smell that it's smelling is that uh, that um that deterrent that Sanku made earlier. So, you know, call back to that, I guess. Um, the spider goes onto Girl Stanley's body, and it bites her, causing her to contort in the most unnecessarily sexual way possible. <laughs> oh man, this was. <laughs> When I looked at this, I, even I was just like, wow. I had to literally say out loud, like, wow. Yeah, I was literally like, Come on, son. I'm like, gee. You <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Come on, son. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, she's just really. There's nothing natural about that. Nothing at all. Um, but yeah, she collapses because she's just been poisoned in the sexiest way possible. And. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Francois like, well, I do have an antidote here, but we are pretty central to this operation, and she is an enemy, so I don't know. But uh, Suika just snatches it out of her hand and rolls over to this to girl Stanley and basically disinfects the wound and, and kind of uh, puts this toxic toxin on her. So the sexy poison just kind of dissolves, I guess. Uh, and it saves her. Meanwhile, Stanley just starts ripping on, on Senku's like, you guys are soft. <laughs> the reason that Stanley's going to win, he's just going to fucking murder you guys. He doesn't care if you're teenagers. And uh, Senku's, Senku's got a face that looks like, true, <laughs> we are nice people. 
You got us there. And it's a big it two-page. Yeah, it's a big two-page spread that uh, that has many like perspectives. Stanley just saying, just like fragile cleavage planes. Um, the girl waking up and saying thank you to Suika. Suika actually getting caught by Stanley's forces is how the chapter ends. Uh, very very entertaining chapter, I guess. Uh, I don't. Th- I think like the girl Stanley here is gonna just uh, try to like cop a plea for Suika. Um, I don't think. I don't think they're gonna murder this child in in manga. The the plan is definitely messed up. Yeah. Nonetheless, because they're gonna bring her along, and if they don't bring her along, they're gonna keep someone to watch her back. So regardless, you know what I'm saying? I fucked up their strategy. They're not gonna get everybody in there, but no. unless Francois can just be that person that's sneaky instead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it still work. We'll see. Yeah, I feel like the the plea will be copped in in Suika's favor, honestly. Um, but. Yeah, Doctor Stone was fun this week. Uh, very unnecessary fan service page, uh, but whatever. It'd Super be blatant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the 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 complete opposite of of smooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I like? I wonder. It's just like I never really remember wherever Doctor Stone lies in the rankings, and I'm like, did they just need a boost this week? So they basically made a pinup, but. This is also this guy's style. He just he does like to draw things that are very. It's not like he doesn't do it other yeah. times. It was just like so. Here you go. Or Have there. Fun. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Knock yourselves out, teenage boys. <laughs> uh, Here you go, Coomers. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, you know. We expose them, man. We we expose you, boys. But yeah. it's all right. It's all right, dude. You know what? You're a very talented artist. Right now, he's writing. He's drawing both Doctor Stone and this Ace spinoff manga thing. So I got respect. I got respect for the man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's all the Doctor Stone I got. Um, are you guys ready to move on? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's uh, randomize the X books. Uh, we only got two this week. Jonathan Hickman has decided to descend mercy upon us, so we're lucky on there. Uh, we're starting with Marauders number eighteen this week. Uh, last we left off there, uh, there's beef going on in Madripoor. Uh, Emma Sto- Emma Frost has been setting up this kind of gala between herself and some other world leaders, uh, but. The Marauders have basically been dealing with this country in in, uh, in Asia, known as Madripoor, as being overrun by this hominous Verendi, which are run by the kids who used to be the Hellfire Club, basically. Yeah. Uh, and they're huge evil Satan spawns, so they're just making these people's lives hell for literally no reason, just to be dicks. Literal sociopath. Yeah. Um, so, you know... The the Marauders have been just kind of doing business battle with them, and uh, this this next blow comes in the form of the mutants opening up a free hospital on Madripoor named after Moira McTaggart. Very, very much happy. to the chagrin of Magneto and Xavier. 
which confused me. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> why do you guys have a problem? Because oh, because nobody key. wants to. That she's supposed to be on the low level. Low key. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Honestly, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The first <laughs> thing I saw, I thought, I was like, why are they angry? This is nice. Because but... people probably completely forgot who she was anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and now people are like, oh, who's anyway? Yeah. I mean. You know, to explain a little further for the people who aren't as caught up, uh, Moira McTaggart, also known as Moira X, uh, she is this uh, mutant who has the ability to essentially reincarnate herself uh, in, in different realities, as far as I remember. So in the beginning, in the very beginning of Hickman's reign over the X-Men, uh, the little tie-in introduction stories to this to this era of X-Men were about Moira's many lives and uh, how she tried to make the world a better place for mutants over and over again, but finding a way to die literally every time. And lose. Not just her dying, but just the mutants overall losing, which is the basis behind what's going on with, with Krakoa now. And yeah. Yeah. Because I'm trying to do things differently. Yeah, so she has like... She's she was uh, slated to have basically eleven lives for some reason, or was it ten? Ten to eleven. Uh, either way, she has a fine. She has a finite number of lives, so she's just she. She spent all this time. She spent like ten or whatever the, just about right up to the line of however however many lives she has, just trying out different possibilities and going different routes to uh to save mutant kind so you know and every time she always starts it by like finding xavier well not every time but i guess like she always finds xavier tells her what what she's learned about the previous life all that stuff so she's very important to the future of the mutants because she's basically their guidepost as to what to look out for in this new endeavor of just creating a new nation for themselves uh, and her existence is supposed to be a complete and total secret because she's very valuable to Krakoa. And that's why this uh, Emma situation just pisses them off so much is because she literally put her name on a gold build, like in gold on a building for everybody to see. Uh, You're just making shit mad. <laughs> yeah, just to troll Xavier and Magneto, uh, just just to lightly rip them. Which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's what Emma said, literally. Like, she wanted to make it match. You know, I, I think she's in on the situation for the most part. Yeah, I think she knows. I think all of the people in the Quiet Council understand the deal. But, yeah. Um, there's a moment in this also where they um, they explain that not only are is it going to be like a regular hospital with human doctors, but mutant doctors like, like Mask are also going to be working there. Uh, and they start out by basically fixing this kid with like a cleft lip uh, abnormality uh, using Mask's powers. I didn't know this was his powers, plastic surgery, essentially, uh, like super pl super plastic surgery. And they basically fix this kid's cleft lip, he, even to the point where he's like smiling like, yeah. yeah. You see this tiny panel? With I can smile without it hurting. Mm. Yeah. yeah, This wasn't just like a purely cosmetic Mm -hmm. so, fully supported. So yeah, I guess he's just gonna stick around there, uh, helping people. He felt good about himself. He's looking at his hands like he just created a miracle. You know, <laughs> sweet. Giving some, giving some confidence in himself. Maybe he'll go get a girlfriend. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe. 
very ugly. You look like Frank. <laughs> hey, Stein. hey, back off there. You know, it's never there's somebody out there for everybody. He's a handsome guy. Look at him in this suit. He he looks like <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. I mean, he sure he looks like he has always just a little bit of like soil on him, but it's not it, it's not too bad. He looks like he never went outside. <laughs> um, he looks like Raiden, but homeless. That's like right, a homeless Raiden. Homeless Raiden. <laughs> yeah, you know from Mortal Kombat. Did you see the trailer for that, by the way? Um, I seen as for it. I didn't watch it yet. Though. It looks fun. I, I'm interested to th- see what you think. Uh, you should watch it when you get a chance. Uh, but anyway, back to Marauders. Uh, Bishop, uh, Pyro, and Iceman walk into a bar and buy it, essentially. It's a really funny scene because they just walk up to the owner of the bar and they're like, hey, how would you like to be a former barman? And they just flash him a suitcase full of money. And without hesitation, he's like, absolutely, I'm out of here. Uh <laughs> There's no, like, dramatic thing about, like, this bar has been in my family forever. No. Thank you. Didn't question <laughs> the, the, the icicle man walking through your door presenting money. <laughs> I wouldn't have cared either. Yeah. He said deuces, and then he walks off the back door. He doesn't even go through the front door. I think he just, like, fucks off. Uh, and at the same time, uh, the hating-ass Varendi <laughs> kids are just... Uh, are in front of these tubes. There's this kid, uh, his name, he's known as Frankenstein because I guess he's the guy who makes gadgets and shit for them. Um, and bioweapons, you know, specifically. And they basically bring back the, they bring back the Reavers, which I guess are like these, uh, these half human, half machine things that, uh, that the Verendi make often to fuck with the X-Men. Uh, I thought it would take a minute for that for shit to pop off, but we cut back to the bar and there the three of them are just chilling there, and this one dude just walks in and is like, "Hello, we're getting the party started immediately." And yeah, <laughs> with my cannon on. Yeah, coke chopper. He just immediately comes in and starts blasting them. Rocket to punch! Damn, I think it's shot directly in the chest. that. Yeah, he's like, "Ow." Um. Yeah, it's a big old cool fight scene. Uh, honestly, everybody's like, "What are you even doing? We're mutants, and we have superpowers." Um, the mutants like kind of kick their ass, and we start to learn who these reavers really are. And it turns out these reavers are literally the henchmen that have been beat up by the X Men across multiple series. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny when you think about it, because usually you don't see these, these like foot soldiers ever again. But they're like, that was, I, I like that actually. I did not expect it. But when I seen this, I was like, yo, yeah. I, I imagine. I was like, yo, you think they mad tight? Like, you think they ever gonna forgive mutants? Like, how do you think they're gonna look at them? Yeah. I remember when, when, when Gorgon cut all them dudes up and he said, I'm gonna let you survive. And he talked all that shit. They yeah. came back with a vengeance, man, and he's not around for it. Yeah. Oh, man. I, him. I miss Gorgon. He hasn't had much screen time, but that guy was one of the coolest people on this, uh, in the X Men. But yeah, everybody after they tell him their whole life story, uh, Iceman's like, "Uh, nice story. What did you think was gonna happen today? I'm just gonna fall to my knees and beg for forgiveness." Uh, the Reavers are actually kind of disappointed by that. They're like, "Hmm, I I hoped so." <laughs> but yeah, we yeah 
Yeah, honestly. Um, but, you know, eventually they end up beating up the Reavers in front of live TV and in front of an audience of people. And at that point, I guess the X-Men are forced to retreat for some reason because this looks bad on television somehow. Uh, which I'm like, I don't know. These things just walked up in here and started assaulting them. I don't think that's crazy, you know? But, yeah, um, there's a mission report from Bishop where they, he explains, like, hey, man, you, you know, we were just about here, you know, stimulating Madripoor's economy, basically. And then we were attacked by the Reavers. So, this is pretty bad. Uh, watch out. There may be more Reavers out there. So. Yeah, funny. Yeah. And they're um, all nasty looking, too. Yeah, they're all gross. And naked. Yeah, one guy except for pants. On except for pants. I mean, all they're wearing is pants. Like nobody wants to wear a shirt when you're a reaver, I guess. Um, it doesn't really matter, right? I guess. Like you can create cannon from and plasma blast in your body. You better not get cold. <laughs> Be affected by sickness and stuff. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's the minimum. So cyber arms here. I didn't, was, <laughs> remember Jack? Speaking of Mortal Kombat, Mister Jack, White yeah. Jacks over here. Jack. <laughs> I don't know what his deal is, but he yeah. seems like a bad guy for sure. I like how he has sle- see-through sleeves, so he's like, "Yeah, these are robot arms. Deal with it." <laughs> that was, I don't think they're see-through sleeves. But oh my god, they are. <laughs> he's really showing I them can off. See the outline of it? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why not? I thought it was just like not ripped, but you know, like pen that way, like so that. No, I think what? it's. A, I think it's literally just so you know. You know, he's just. I think that's just the way he. he... To be honest, yo, I, don't, I no, get it. Look, yeah, you can see it was his sleeve hanging. Yes. I tell you what, I I see it. I I get it. I totally get it. Because if I have raw arms, I'm showing everyone twenty four seven. That's how I'm living my life. Had robot, but he didn't have to flex that hard with the see-through sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> you think uh, Armani is like he goes to Armani is like, yeah, I want them see-through. <laughs> uh, I need Teflon sleeves. I don't know what they are. The what's the see-through shit? Uh, saran wrap seat sleeves. Statement there, man. He uh, he's got a lot to prove. Yeah. So basically, he's he's I guess a guy who works for the United Nations. He's a he is the ambassador of Madripoor that reports to United Nations for some reason. <laughs> it's this arm dude, this robot arms guy. Uh, <laughs> and he basically explains that, like, yeah, you know, the mutants really caused a fucking stink downtown. I, 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 want, I don't want them there anymore. And he basically convinces the UN to bar uh, the Marauders and basically Krakoa from uh, Madripoor. So, you know. We cut to the kids just being stoked about that. Just like, ooh, yeah, nobody can fuck with our money now. We <laughs> we out here. Um, and at the same time, there are just riots in the street going on. Uh, the Verendi police folks are having a tough time fighting them back. But you know what? They even got a better... Uh, they, got, they got a pretty good because the Reavers are also there. And they're going to fuck shit up, basically, in the name of Verendi. Um... And that's uh, that was Marauders. Uh, fun issue. Uh, it's kind of entertaining. I really want to know who this arms dude, this robot arms guy is. But yeah, I I mean I don't get how they were so quickly able to just tell like convince everybody that the mutants were bad on Madripoor. 
uh, it feels like too easy of a thing for the writing to do. It was a little sloppy. Yeah. yeah. And the writing is usually a bit better, but I, I get it. They seem like there was, there was already bias towards them, I guess, mm-hmm. is, which is what I got from that mission report. But like, they were already kind of spreading all of this stuff, like, stuff, calling it quote unquote beauty town and not in no good way. You know, yeah. I mean, even the bar owner himself was like, "Listen, yeah, I can't come around here. It's gonna be trouble for us." Yeah. So that I, there was already a, a narrative there. So something like this, they they threw the Reavers into the situation confidently, knowing that you know, regardless of whether the mutants are killed or not, they're gonna be able to spin this damage and destruction and against the mutants. It, I get it. Yeah, basically. I would have liked it to be done a little bit better, but I think that's. Uh, because it's not super realistic, you would hope that in real life, right? Like they wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that our United Nations wouldn't be so like easily bamboozled. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's not bamboozled. Yeah. Bamboozled. Anyway. I feel you there. I get it. Um. But. Interesting uh, stuff. That was Marauders. Uh. Now we're moving on to Cable number eight. Uh. Last we mm. left off, the. Basically, Cable has been on this uh, this mission to retrieve these stolen babies that was stolen by um, what are they called? The Order of X, right? There's just this basically mutant worshiping cult that steals mutant babies and does stuff with them. Uh, and it turns out the guy at the top of all of this is Strife, which is a clone of uh, Cable now, like a, a current uh, a clone of like the older version of Cable. So he looks like old Cable. Uh, so Cable just goes on a mission and he brings Domino along because he could use some help and some luck, basically. Yeah, uh, she uh, she's supposed to have information about his, you know about these guys too, since she was a part of like Cable's yeah. crew, right? Right, that was established already. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they go to Tokyo, uh, to try and find out what's going on, and as I guess they trace their investigation over here. And uh, they not just, really. <laughs> well, in this no, general I mean, area, not this restaurant, because they go into this restaurant just because Domino's kind of hungry and wants gyoza, so she just stops by there. And by pure happenstance, the cl- one of the g- order of X guy clones is also there getting some food, <laughs> and he like fucks off himself. Like it's a big chase scene. I guess this is this this place is the headquarters of of uh, of this Order of X dude. He just runs to the back, and uh, it, yeah, there's a secret door, there's a secret room that he doesn't know how to get through, you know. But because this Order of X guy is also, I guess, a clone of Cable in one way or another, uh, Cable is able to use the biometric scan to open the door, uh, and inside there are just these pods behind uh number two man over here and he's basically like i'm about to release these strife clones <laughs> and there's nothing you could do about it um so he activates the thing even though cable just murders him immediately after and cable is now up against like eight other cables uh, yeah. And, you know, he does pretty good against them. I guess, like, he's just a better cable than all these other cables. And that's when Domino comes through with Gyoza in hand. And she notices all, like, the fighting and the commotion. So she just shoots, like, 11 times. They all manage to hit. 
you know, because of her luck powers and only, until there's one last cable standing. And she's not com- she's not uh, fooled by this one because the last one standing is also a clone. So she shoots this one in the face, picks up uh, the real cable. And that's when they notice that they're missing one more cable. One managed to get away. So they try to track him down. It's pretty fast because they find him immediately. And um, Cable basically tells her, like, hey, don't fucking kill him. He's our only lead. Uh, and this evil Cable, is, you know, they, they make him drop his gun. Evil Cable drops it onto the ground, but there's, like, a puddle there, which I guess sets off his gun and manages to shoot yeah, him. The last on the ground, basically. I think he fucked with it to yeah. make it, like, you know, malfunction. Like, show sparks and... Like, I was just like, damn, that was resourceful. He got them. Smooth <laughs> Just <move>. like that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That was... That was pretty smooth. That was, that was crafty, man. <laughs> For sure. Um, so, yeah, they're just being electrocuted right now. Um, and basically, Cable's like, where are they? Where are the stolen babies? And this clone doesn't really know where it is. So, you know, Cable... Uh, this Cable intends to just take real cables place on Krakoa after they're dead. But what foils his plans? A fucking meteor just comes down from the sky, which was teased in the very first page of this. In the shoot. very beginning, yes. Yeah. How funny. Yeah, Domino's powers are so fucking crazy broken that she's able to unintentionally summon a meteorite the perfect size to just go and headshot clone cable in the face. And it's like unlock, you know? Yeah, basically. <laughs> She's basically Fuko right now. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, my favorite part is that the whole time Clone Cable is like looking at this meteorite, is like, the fuck is that? Is that a, is that Sunfire? And then he just gets, blah, heads explodes. He just runs through him. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently not just his head, though. Like, when we look at this picture, it's just his feet remain. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, it explodes his entire body. It first just goes through his head, and I guess the impact when it actually hits the ground explodes the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Feet are perfectly balanced on the ground sitting there. That, yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so basically Cable's like, fuck, he's dead. He just got killed by a meteorite, and Dama's like, technically, I didn't kill him. But, you know, this has been a day. Don't talk to me again, Cable, for some reason. Um, and that's where this like present story ends. Uh, we then cut over to another time, another place, where old Cable, his adventures continue, and he enters this old, weird building on a different planet, it looks like. And uh, he enters it, and he falls literally down in a hole pretty much immediately after trying to avoid this tripwire trap. Uh and that's where this issue ends. There hasn't been a lot of this old cable side story thing going on, so I have no idea what that's about. Uh, all edge lord and nothing else. <laughs> all all edge and all edge and no. I don't know. You could do it, buddy. Handle <laughs> all edge, no handle. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right way. That's not the right way to explain what's going on. I don't they're hate selling, it. They're selling you the dream. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, yeah, a fun little issue of Cable. I didn't hate it all that much. Uh, the next issue reads Young Love. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because I think Cable's dating another one of the cuckoos. It's Quentin and Cable dating separate cuckoo sisters. Uh, or is he dating like most of them but one? I think I remember him just basically being in a harem with the cuckoos. Yeah. And Ca- I guess Quentin has that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you can't win them all, but mm. yeah, that was Cable, and that's all I gotta say. The Xbox were was uh, all right today. Nothing like too crazy or impactful, but good enough keeping the story moving along. Uh, you ready to move on, Josh? It is time to randomize. Bloody hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen, it's back, Ooh. y'all. <laughs> I missed this. I missed it a lot. Um, this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 138, the Zenin clan. Uh, it starts off with this house and somebody asking, is she dead? That girl, my, and we are introduced to Naoya Zenin, a special grade one sorcerer. Uh, and there, he's basically inquiring as to whether Maki or Mai is dying because he's next in line to be the head of the Zenin family, uh, which he is very thirsty for. Oh, fiend out. Is it just me or does he look like Mr. McStabby Stabs? Is that... <laughs> Who's Mr. McStabby Stabs? Oh, the guy that beat up Gojo and made him look like a little boy. Who beat Remember? up Gojo and made him look like Stabbed a him up. He's really strong, really strong, like uh, a physical fighter. Um, oh, uh, he came Megumi. back during the Shibuya yeah, Megumi's dad, Remember they right? tried to use him? Megumi's huh? dad. Yeah? Was that his dad? Yeah. That was Megumi's dad? Yeah, I think that was Meg- Megumi's dad. Megumi? Is that who you're talking Megumi? about? He was the main bad guy for like their flashback. No, is it, isn't he? What's his name's dad? But the, 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 the kid that uses the... Uh... Yeah, that's Megumi. No, Megumi is the girl. No, Megumi is a, Megumi is a boy. His dad called Yeah, him Megumi, Megumi is the black-haired dude. Yeah, he's the one who does the, the, the thing. Oh, and Mai is the... Fushigoro the is his, like, last name. But they call him... Oh, his dad called him Megumi okay, without okay. regard for his gender, basically. He gave him a girl's name, not even really caring, because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That is... Okay, That yeah, that was his dad. And he, yeah, he, and he fixed a few people up. Yeah. But he just, are they of the same family? Yeah, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, so, and that's why they look alike. Yeah, no, um... That guy married into this family. So Fushigoro is part of this family, but he's just been cast out because of his relation to his dad. <laughs> you get it? Oh, no. So Megumi's oh, Megumi's mom <laughs> Megumi's okay. mom is a Zenin. Megumi's dad yeah, is oh, Fushigoro. The and the, and, yeah, there are two two special families, right? Yeah. Zenin and what Fe- else? Fushigoro, and Fushigoro. Fushigoro is not special necessarily, but Zenin is. Zenin is one of the bigger families. He married into the special family, and uh, and well, his, his mother. All right, and Megumi's mother is Zenin, and his dad is uh, no. His Fushigoro. yeah, yeah. His dad is Fushigoro. His mom is Zenin, and he's Zenin. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah. Okay. Fiend Toutman is out here just like. Maki's pretty, but she's unacceptable, which is fucked up. Because Maki, I'm watching the anime, and I'm I'm they're up to the part where they're fighting against the Kyoto School. Megami fucking put it down, dude. She fucking yeah. rules. Uh, 
with no magic. I mean, no uh, cursed energy. No chakra. You mean Maki? No, uh... Yeah. Did I say Maki? <laughs> you said Megumi. Oh, my bad. Well, he gave it up, filthy. Dick. I know who you meant, actually. I knew you meant Maki. Yeah, no, Maki. Yeah, she, she did it with no no magic powers. Nothing. Nothing. No energy. Just straight ass beating. Yeah, she was just beating the shit out of suit and tie girl. This is... Yeah, very cool. Um, in any case, yeah, he's they, he basically pulls up to the house because there's a will reading going on because I guess uh, the head of the Zenin clan ha- is passing, is on his deathbed, essentially. So everybody's gathering from the family. All the important figures from the family are gathering to find out their fate. Um, so he pulls up and we also meet Ogi Zenin and Jinichi Zenin who are also special grade one sorcerers. Um, and yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm definitely going to be the next head because you didn't do shit. My brothers and sisters are losers and Janichi just ugly. So, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a real dick, this guy. Um, and yeah, basically they, they have a little scuffle for a second uh, before... Yeah before the will reader pulls up and he's like, Master Naobito Senin has passed away. Which is crazy. Because um, he just showed off his powers like in the Battle of Shibuya. You remember his ability? Like he can like just flatten people and shit. Um, the hair guy? Yeah, the guy with the, the mustache. He had like the, 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 the skinny mustache. Yeah, yeah. He can uh, put people into like uh, into frames, right? <laughs> he can make, like yeah, that? basically. He turns people into two dimensions. Which is pretty cool, but he is dead now because he did sustain. I do remember he did just sustain like yes. pretty bad. Yeah, I injuries. do remember that. Yeah, against the magma guy, he was a big deal. Yeah, he was a, definitely a big deal. Yeah, Maki is also pretty much is uh, is in dire straits, but we don't know her fate yet. Um, I hope she doesn't die. <laughs> I hope she pulls through, man. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, the will reader comes through. He basically explains that uh, he is totally dead, and if there are no objections, he's going to read the will. So it's basically confirmed Naoya is going to take over as the head of the family. However, if Sautarud Gojo has died or become mentally incapacitated for any reason, and he technically has a written agreement between uh, Toji Fushigoro and uh, will will welcome Megumi Fushigoro back into the Zenin clan whereupon he shall become the head of the Zenin clan, and all the assets will pass to him. Was already um, something that we knew about previously? Was this... No, this is... This is new information, because... Okay. Or at least I don't remember them ever having a conversation, but apparently... Is Toji Fushigoro the, the dude we were just talking about before? Yes, the dad. Mr. Taijutsu expert? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Taijutsu. Beat your ass. Mr. Beat your oh, ass. No, you ain't that nice? All right. <laughs> yes, that's him. <laughs> yeah, apparently he, he really like put in a good word for Megumi, and for whatever reason, it's tied to, to Gojo not being like around. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why that's yeah, the condition. Super weird. I feel like there's a reason. I don't think this is like a convenience thing, but I, I Yeah. But it's very interesting to say the least. Um but yeah, needless to say, Naoya is like aneurysm angry. He's just <laughs> aneurysm angry. He's literally like what? <laughs> 
he he's it looks like he's having a fucking angry heart attack and um yeah he's just got to eat that shit he's got to walk he, he's just like walking through the hall looks like he's about to activate his <laughs> yeah uh he basically is talking with this lady i guess it's his assistant or whatever and um basically he, the first thing he says is just like yo those two are weak so i don't really have to worry about them but where's megumi right now uh i need to know so they figure that he's gonna be wherever sukuna's vessel is so he's he's decided he's going to kill both sukuna's vessel and Megumi at the same time. And I'm like, okay. Alright, that's some big confidence. That's some big boy confidence, dude. I can't wait to see what this dude's about. I feel like he's like he can back up his shit. Um But And you know, he doesn't have to be one of the strongest people ever to be able to beat both of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At this point at where they're at. So it's not like It'd be believable. Like, that's why it's exciting, because you know he's going to come out with some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But where it's also not to the point like, oh, man, this is the next big bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. I, this is a healthy medium villain. Yeah. And we'll see how this develops. I like this. I, I, I like the way the story's moving mm-hmm. as far as this guy goes. And uh, it's not over yet, even, because uh, we cut to a flashback. Um, I forget this girl's name. I know she just showed up. But she hasn't been around enough for me to really remember is uh Rayquaza demon girl. Um, she basically explains like, hey, look, I mean, I'm not on your side necessarily, but I'm just a humble beauty who wants to eradicate uh cursed spirits from the world, you know. But by way of apology, my comrades and I will take responsibility for delivering those kids who were there. I don't know what that means. That's I think it's like worded weirdly maybe she's talking about like saving or getting the kids out of the way and stuff like that i don't mm. know but yeah the way it was the way i, I think the translation was just weird yeah maybe but this time this time the things are worded uh, in such a way that i feel like this is, i don't know yeah no i i know what you mean yeah, i think it was tough for them to translate it yeah but the more important thing is that she says that she's going to confront tengen who is essentially like the he's an immortal jujutsu sorcerer We've never seen him. He's just kind of like the puppet master behind Immortal. the jutsu. Yeah. He's basically the puppet master behind the whole like jujutsu sorcerer operation. It looks like he's big boy bo- boss. Um, but he has yet to show up on screen as a person. Um, very interesting, I guess. Uh, and we cut over to the person that she's actually talking to in the flashback. So we cut to the present, and Itadori is on some stairwell. And I guess he never really left Shibuya. So he's just chilling. Uh, Choso is also there. And he's ba- he asks him, like, how's your, how's your injuries? And Itadori is like, I'm good, somehow, despite being hit by the Black Flash. And Choso's like, yeah, it's probably because of Sukuna. You know, she he probably... His strength is growing. He probably protected you in some way. Um, but Chosa's like, don't worry about me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cause trouble. I just need to collect my brother's remains, and I'll, I'll fuck off forever. Um, Yuji's like, I'm not worried about you, bro. I don't even know you. Nigga. <laughs> like, anyway, that's not even the problem. Like, yeah, I'm not the- even really concerned with all of that. <laughs> the interesting thing is that Yuji is not sure he wants to go back. And granted, he doesn't know that his execution is his order has been lifted. So, you know, he, he he's not even afraid. He's more like 
really feeling himself being a danger. He, he he's remembering that Sukuna wants to, uh, to do something involving uh, Fushigoro, and he's killed so many people at this point that he can no longer stay with everyone. So, and this is the part where this continues to be a little bit of a confusing dynamic between the two of He's like, are you okay with it? I also killed your little brothers. And Joseph's like, it's <laughs> cool. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't love it. <laughs> but... <if> you- <laughs> Not exactly a fan of that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bringing that back up, but uh, <laughs> we're good. It's, it's all fine. good. Trust me. Whatever. Yeah, he said it isn't. It isn't about forgiving or not forgiving. Brothers are just like that. And yeah, regardless of how you feel, we are brothers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I, that's of, what uh, I'm going with in my mind. I can't be convinced otherwise. <laughs> and I'm gonna just forgive you, bro. That's how we give it up. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, Itadori says, let's go. Right now, we have to... <laughs> it's All right. like, well, I'm not... going to fight him over it, right? <laughs> yeah. He's, He's like, like, all right, bro. All right. Do what the fuck you want. Bros for, good. Bros for life, I guess. But uh, anyway, we have to go take care of as many cursed spirits as possible. So, man, Itadori and Choso going to clean up the town. Uh, yeah, man, you got... What, so Yuji got two... two... Two goons on his body right now. Um, I thought it's just. But he's, I mean, he's got somebody with him to protect him. Who, who's the other goon? He's just got chosen. Okotsu. Okotsu's not. Oh, oh, you're talking about like people after him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the chapter ends with like a four panel page where both uh, Itadori and Chosu are going off, but we also get Noya and Okotsu. And man, if there's gonna be like a cool like two on two battle coming up with these four, I'm here for it. Um, but say it would likely be a two v one v one. I don't think Okotsu is gonna help. Uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Right, so, let, let, well, they both have beef. Let's talk about it. They both have beef with Itadori, so I think they're both gonna be <laughs> trying to kill so, him. They said that Megumi is with Yuji. That's what um the the Zenning um air said, this dude, Mr. Heart Attack. Um or at least that's where you think so, he is. Yeah, so I don't alright. If there's gonna be a conflict, I do think that Yuji and, and Megumi are gonna be with each other. When unless he intends to pick them off separately, but like I but but like he stated or like the reason he's even go, like making this play is because they're together. That's what he stated. Even yeah. though it doesn't show him with them now, I think that the girl... I, I think in the next chapter, we'll, they're going to link up and they're going to figure out what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um. So, listen, with that said, I want to see how Kotsu reacts if the Zenning dude, Mr. Heart Attack, right, comes <laughs> and tries and, and tries to... um. Because, all right, he wants to, he shouldn't care about Yuji, right? Even though he wants to be the one that kills him, I don't think he's going to try to kill someone that outranks him mm-hmm. to get to it. I don't think he's that incredibly petty, right? Yeah. But if he probably sees him trying to kill Megumi, who is still part of, you know what I'm saying? It's still down with, uh, with Jujutsu High and all of that, et cetera, et cetera. He might try to defend them. So I don't think it's going to be a two-on-two like that. I'm saying like it'll be a two-on-two between Itadori and Choso versus these two. But, versus uh, 
versus uh, Noya, no, Naoya and, uh, and Okotsu. And not to say that Okotsu and, no, and Naoya are going to be like, let's team up. But I think it's going to be like a battle of circumstance. Like they will need to work together because they both basically have the same goal. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, they're not gonna. They're gonna be like indirectly. Yeah. Helping each other. Basically. By 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 essence of them trying to kill the same person mm-hmm. and then also avoid getting killed. Yeah. Should be interesting, and if Chozo is around too, it'll be lit. I just think that Megumi's gonna be around too. And I don't think he's still, the, you know, uh, incapacitated. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Isn't he yeah. still incapacitated? I don't know. I mean, we'll who knows? See. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll they're see. not gonna they're not gonna meet next chapter. I don't think. I think they're probably gonna be some a little bit more loose ends to tie in terms of the Shibuya arc stuff. But, uh, wow, yeah. I'm really liking Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I've been watch I've been watching it too, like on HBO Max and stuff. And you know, this is a really great manga. Uh, it's really shaping up to be a very fun read as well. I- I'm liking how like the gears are turning in this world. Uh. It's it's really interesting, yeah. and of course the, the art. plot points that are being developed, you know, it feels really organic. Exactly, but I'm looking forward to it. You know what's funny that I realized when I was watching Jujutsu Kaisen is how many times they actually have mentioned Okotsu up to that point. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I've forgotten how many times that they actually yeah. in story mentioned this guy. So it's good to know, but yeah, he was built up, but not like thrown in our face. Yeah, exactly. Too much, you know what I'm saying? It was subtle. Mm-hmm. It was, I like how he did it, man. I don't know if he planned to do these 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 prelude chapters separately. Mm-hmm. I, I thought. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't have been put into the arc, but maybe for the sake of not holding up the story, because I don't I don't think they're like top five in rankings or anything like that, right? I mean, they're not. Bottom, I think Jujutsu Kaisen is doing pretty well. I, I I don't remember. I haven't checked in a bit. Um, yeah. but Jujutsu Kaisen's fine. I think it's it's gonna be okay, uh, but I don't know. It's great. It's it's honestly a great chapter. It's very close for it. Now that I continue to think about it, and I love this type of world building, it's close to being my RGC, but not quite close. But no cigar a little bit. But yeah, it was close. It was really good. It was a lot better than I remembered it to be. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but it yeah. has any information uh, squared <laughs> squared <laughs> off is nice. Yeah. But uh, you guys ready to move on? It's time to randomize. King in Black, number four. Woo-wee. VGI. (laughs) Certified VGI. Yeah, I guess by default, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get into like why. I said in the beginning. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll get into I have a, a very specific thing. I thought it was pretty cool, but um, we'll start. Uh, I don't have anything specific that I was upset about, by the way. Yeah. Just we'll talk. We start off with uh Dylan just hanging out in the scariest place in the world, um, <laughs> where he's just no brain. Yeah, he's surrounded by a bunch of symbiotes. Just being like, it's time, blah, 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 gross. We're disgusting, blah. Our, fa- <laughs> <laughs> our, go- our faces are goopy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's when Noel pull- pulls up and he's like, it is time for you to join me. Um, but in the meantime, like as Noel is like doing his whole big, we should rule together speech, um, there's a telepathic voice that is going off in his head, basically giving him instructions. 
and, and explaining that, hey, you know, Noel made a huge mistake bringing you here, so you could probably take advantage of that. Uh, just use your powers on him and it'll fuck him up. And Dylan's like, okay, basically. And he starts burning him from the inside. And Noel's like, shit, I didn't see this coming at all. What a what a break in my plans. Uh, and as that happens, uh, Noel's hold on the symbiotes, on the symbiotized heroes, starts to melt away. Uh, Cyclops is back. Human Torch is back. You know, so on and so forth. Doctor Strange, yeah, Felicia. My favorite heroes. Yeah. Uh, and in his time of freedom, Doctor Strange looks over to Felicia and uh, he gets her st- his staff back from her as the telepathic voice is like, now's our chance to do our thing here, you know? Um, and I guess Doctor Strange transforms into Jesus Christ himself. I, I was going to say Moses. He's <laughs> <laughs> into one of those guys. One of those guys, long-haired dudes, long-haired biblical men. Um, Very biblical fish. And he links everybody together, and it's time for this big-ass coordinated attack to go down. Uh, Cyclops removes his uh, his visor, which kind of like shows how kind of goofy his costume is without it. I I think it looks kind of weird to me. Like he really yeah. needs the visor to to bring it all together. Yeah, or it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, uh, he scorches like a ton of symbiote folks, uh, and they all just kind of like make this four-way attack across the uh, these avenues uh namor brings like the fucking tides themselves to fuck shit up uh storm and thor do some thunder shit it's pretty cool Noel is like ah. get the water yeah with, with all of the symbiotes that was really smart yeah pretty cool i hope nobody was actually in there though <laughs> nobody alive Dude, random. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, true. Fingers crossed, right? Rhino's down there like, You know, Fuck. Namor didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Rhino's like, I shouldn't have left the Thunderbolts. <laughs> I shouldn't have been with them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Noel is like, You bitch, how could you do this? You think you could beat me? Uh, and, uh, you know, Noel's, uh, Noel's like whole weird face scape starts to melt away. And, it's revealed that the person who's been telepathically communicating with every hero is Jean Grey. I thought that was pretty fire. Like, I didn't know it was her, honestly. <laughs> I was, yeah, I didn't. I, and I, I should have. I should have, but I thought it she was She is an Omega-level uh, telepath. It makes sense that she'd be on the scene helping out. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty baller. And then she goes into Null's mind just to search for a weakness uh, because, you know, if there's anybody who would know Null's weakness is Null. So she digs deep really deep and then realizes that oh there was somebody who was kind of close to beating him before but who is that now oh wait it's coming and uh yeah it turns out that he what null is not the darkness the darkness always existed uh but uh with darkness there is light and the light rose up against him at one point but the light was young at the time and was not strong enough to beat him so you know is this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> yes. I guess. Correct. It, it was locked in a door. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically when it was defeated, uh, it became something new after its defeat against Null. It would choose a single being in all the universe and bond with them, make them better. And uh, yeah, it finally arrived over. It's this big fucking ball of light and uh, it's trying to penetrate 
the venom uh venom dome outside of the earth but uh it can't luckily silver surfer is out there and he and he's just like just implants it into himself and i thought silver surfer was going to be like what up bitch i'm going to fuck you up no but uh once he gets no 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 they had they strapped before and this your boy had to run away i mean he fended him off but he knew he couldn't beat no man. I was those are actually some really good comics. Yeah. Um, um but this is this is fire. Okay, so Silver Surfer it, comes through the fucking dome. He kills some symbiotes on the way. You know, you see him zigzag through a bunch of symbiote dragons and then uh he stops because the light is like no, I'm not here for you. And uh he basically is like go find your warrior and the light fucks off. Uh it ends up where Reed Richards is and Reed Richards is like, "Oh, I know what this is. The God of Light. We all know what this is. We've just been calling it by the wrong name. And then he lets out a little hit. Captain Universe. Ooh, yeah. And uh, the Enigma Force. It's basically the Enigma Force. And it zooms over to Eddie Brock, making him the new Captain Universe. Time out, time out. Time out. What? Okay, so I'm not mad. I don't think this is gonna stick. I don't think so either. But I thought it was I a think sick this is moment. Like uh let's give Eddie Brock his flowers and make him a true good guy. Yeah, sure. This is it right here. The universe has chosen you, white man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. There's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, um, he's 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 a he's a person that's been through struggles. So we understand. Yeah, Moles with mercy. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I... it's gonna be cool. I don't know where the girl went. That used to be Captain Universe. She perished in uh... the Hickman run. I guess. Ah, yes, you're right. I don't know, man. I um, I thought this was just. I mean, I agree. It probably won't stick. Eddie Brock may not permanently be Captain Universe, but I thought that was a sick moment uh, for the time. He's going to be it long enough to beat those ass, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be glorious, man. Honestly, I don't even think it's going to last that long. I think he's just going to beat up Null for a while, and then Venom's going to come in and fuse with him as Captain Universe. It'll be a Captain oh, Universe-Venom hybrid. Universal symbiote hype. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense, but I don't care. I don't <laughs> care, Chris. I want to see it. I don't care, Exactly what I want to see, and I want it. I want that to happen, and then he'll say something really cool, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna fucking smoke. No, I yeah. agree, and that's what you know. Hey, I don't even care. That's if, why we do this, right? I don't. I don't care if we call it to the T that this is what's gonna happen. I still want to see it, especially with this art, yeah. with this Ryan Stegman art. I want this art to be displaying beating the shit on no. Man, I want to know why uh, Doctor Strange turned into Moses, but yeah, I don't know. I guess some things just don't really. I'll, f- I'll find it later. I'll f- I'm gonna do some YouTube searching, and uh, I'm gonna get back to y'all next week on that. Hell yeah, dude! There's no way I'm letting that one go. I hold you. I'll hold you Literally, to it because I want to know. He he went from mystical arts and Eastern mysticism to parting the Red Western sea. Judaism. Is it Western? I don't yeah, know how. It is Western. I don't know. I don't know direction. Western is all is all you know the the is, you know Judaism, the, the Christ, you know Christianity, mm-hmm. even Muslim. That's all Western. Yeah. Eh. 
Who knows? I don't think he's he, actually Moses or Jesus. He's. I think that's. I think what, he's literally Moses. But I'm gonna Jesus find form. out. His Moses form. <laughs> <laughs> I've entered my Moses form. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even have jokes in the repertoire for that one. It's just too silly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was King Black. This was a. This has been a very fun event. It's almost over. The next King and Black is the last one, which is cool because I feel like every other event has been twenty-seven parts, and this is a. This has been a quick, cool one. Uh, I'm very into it. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I gotta say. Pick up King and Black. It's a it's a worthwhile event. It's been very fun. Um, you guys ready? Hashtag to... Y E Y E. Ready to move on? Let's go. <laughs> Undead unlock. Oh snap! Yeah. Undead. One of my favorite all time tropes. <laughs> is being invented in this issue. Oh yeah! Starting off immediately. Uh-huh. Off... Starting off immediately off the bat with uh, Sensei dying trope. This is uh, Undead Unluck Chapter 51, Hero. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that when you're right. And oh, what's the that? other trope? Um, oh, good. Uh, oh, I know. Rival, it's tough. <laughs> rival bad guy turning good. Yeah, good. Former with enemy. a little bit of sprinkle of modern with the hey, Who says I had to turn a good guy to have to work with you? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to get into it. I don't want to be the sound negative. <laughs> That's real negative. No. Yeah. Okay. So last we left off, Ano sacrificed himself to uh, to bring I back. One. Huh? On no one. On no one. On no one sacrificed himself. Unknown. Unknown. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Shout out to Brian for figuring that out. Hell yeah, Brian. <laughs> uh. Okay. So, yeah, he sacrificed himself and. Uh, at that point, as as Fuko is looking on, she gets this flashback to when she was a kid where her powers negatively affected this child. Really fucked him up. He's got, like, bandages all over. Uh, and the mom is screaming at his grandfather, at her grandfather, and her grandfather is a gangster. He's like, <laughs> I'm here like, I don't know what you're talking about. Fuko didn't do shit. <laughs> well, it's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. Did she touch him? <laughs> Did she throw something at him? Oh, man. Did he physically cause this? I don't think oh. so. <laughs> Call oh. the police. I'm not afraid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hood Grandpa is just like... they. I guess they shut the door in this woman's face after she yells at them. Bitch, back in my day, I would have... <laughs> <laughs> you good, though. Don't yeah. worry about it. So Fuko's just hanging out at the shrine of her parents who died because remember Fuko accidentally killed her own parents with the uh, unluck negation, and uh, basically along in the shrine also sits Unno's manga, and that's where she started reading it. Um, you know she picks it up because it was her mom's favorite series. Uh, she starts reading it through the death of her parents, through the death of her grandfather. And she's suffering so much, but you know the only thing that's keeping it from keeping her from ending it all was this manga. Much like me and One Piece, it's really, she's really just reading it through. <laughs> and uh, I mean, honestly, this kind of br- brought up like I remembered it's like, oh, this series started because Fuko was about to kill herself after she finished reading this. So yeah. Ano's just been around forever, and like influencing her life and keeping her going, which is very sweet. Um, 
But yeah, she just kind of recalled that, and you know, she has this moment like, "Oh fuck, he's dead." No, he kept me late. He kept me going for a while. Um, but Autumn doesn't care. <laughs> There's no time to mourn because Autumn's like, "I'm gonna turn you to books," and um, Andy does does like a quick counterattack real fast, but uh, it heals up too quickly. Um, meanwhile, Rip, uh, the unrepair negator looks at Debbie is like who was that man why did he disappear and why did he turn me back to normal uh they just stare at him they don't really ever answer his question but um yeah rip basically is like yo I'm, i don't care if you guys saved me and turned me old again i'm not gonna be friends with you guys uh, but fuko says like sensei called us heroes he's done so much for us so you know the least we could do is you know help each other out to beat autumn and, you know, um, this it gets this little confusing thing where, like, Bunny's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and, uh, and, and Latla is like, Look, a rabbit? <laughs> a rabbit boy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she basically explains that Rip does, Rip wants to be a bad guy. Otherwise, he'll never get to be where he needs to be because being a hero means that he would have to give up on her. Sure. I guess. I mean, does it? <laughs> does it mean that? I guess I'll take her word for it. Well, I guess like what they're trying to say is that if he's not a bad guy, then he's siding with Fuko and Andy. And if he teams up with them and helps them get their goals attached, uh, accomplished, there and won't be a time loop. Yeah, there won't be a time loop to ride anymore. And, you know, his sister's gone. Mm-hmm. So, I guess. Um but then Andy starts to just like bark orders at them. Like Latla needs to defend the front. Uh, Bunny is uh, on core retrieval duty, and you know they're just gonna have to fight Autumn for a while. Uh, but you know there's no real time to argue about whether they're gonna be on the same side or not because uh, these little Autumn spider monsters, like a bunch of them, just start popping up out of nowhere. And I, I'm guessing they just merge with Autumn. And uh, Autumn is not now much stronger and has titties now. So she is unstoppable. Uh, yeah. And it can talk now. Oh, yeah. Autumn can. Autumn always could talk. Um, but basically it's like, tee hee hee. Oh, my. Oh, my. All of you looks like you be lovely books. And, you know, she starts attacking things and everything she touches turns into a book. So, you know, it's not it's not a fun time. Um, and uh, she traps one of uh, Andy into the book, but that uh, and it looks like he's done for. But that's when fucking Rip comes through and kicks the fuck out of her. Uh, just carves her up real fast, and it won't repair. You're on the same spot that this boy, that this guy slashed already. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Autumn stops healing basically because, of course, uh his negation is unrepair. So if he cuts something, it stays permanently cut until he dies. Um, so pretty cute. Um, pretty metal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rip turns to them as like, Latla, can we beat this thing? And she's like, uh, we'll lose without a doubt. And that's supposed to be like, hey, yeah. I'm like, I don't know about that, but. Yeah, because she's like opposite, you know. Her, Is that her, her thing? You know, her predictions are always wrong, I guess. So mm, if like it's that. a simple, if it's a matter of yes or no, it's easy oh, okay. to, to figure out because yeah, it, you know. 
Okay. Yeah, that wasn't clear to me. I, I didn't really understand her power, but I guess is um, she's like an unfuture or some shit. Um, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I really like. Unfuture. Yeah. Unfuture. <laughs> I uh, I like this chapter quite a bit. Unprediction. It's uh, unprediction. Uh, that should be us. We're unprediction. Everything we predict is almost wrong every time. Almost. Almost. Um. But yeah, I thought this chapter was pretty cool. But not my My Hero prediction. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. We'll get to that when we get to it. Vacuum cleaner guy. <laughs> Who's vacuum cleaner guy? You oh, mean suction man. Oh, 13? Not Wash. 13. 13's a girl. Why is that his name? Why is his name 13? 13's a woman. Huh? 13's a woman. Her. And it's a girl? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Good chapter, though. Okay. I really like no, that touch. I really like that touch of uh, connecting Fuko with the manga again because it's like kind of a thing to remember. It's just like, oh wow, that's that's right. You know, this this manga was her reason for living in the even the beginning of the chapter. So technically, uh, I know it's been built up since the very beginning, which is very cool. Yeah, they they gotta do it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really give us an answer as far as oh, is that the the fake body? I'm pretty Real sure. Body. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Because remember, body. nobody could see. Oh no, the uh, um, um, negators can see each other. Can mm-hmm. can can no, right? No, no. That's, that's not true. Because they uh, couldn't see unseen. No, because um, this guy um, because she went to because he went to uh, to Andy when he was training with that samurai girl. Remember? Yeah. And he couldn't. They couldn't see him. They're negators, so. Yeah, I think he just like sent this body over, and he's just unknown. He just doesn't exist in their eyes, in a way. Well, you can make another fucking body, right? Can I guess? Anyway, I don't know. Who knows? Now, no, his pen is broke. It's over. Yeah. GG. He's unknown forever. Oh yeah, we should. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we did this already, but temporarily, unless we see him alive at the end of the series or something. Um. But yeah, that was uh, Undead Unluck. You guys ready to randomize? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Let's go. I hope he turns his sword into some g-g-g-g-guns. One Piece. Oh. This is One Piece chapter 100. Oh, 1004. Excuse me. I'm not used to seeing quadruple digits. Uh, Really good chapter. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Very close. Absolute 1,004. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Second favorite for me. but 1,000 chapters. Oh, yeah. No, we already did this, but... I mean, yeah, it's always, amazing. it's always amazing, you know, when you look at that. It's a lot of chapters. Um... But yeah, we open up with uh, Speed, the Animal Kingdom Pirates headliner, who uh, made f- who was basically mind controlled by Otama earlier in the in the arc. Um, she basically pulls up to the island, and she has like a bag full of uh, Otama's like little dumpling cheek dumpling things that she pulls off. Uh, for those who don't remember, uh, Otama has a devil fruit ability which allows her to pull little bits of herself off of her cheek 
and any animal or I guess animal adjacent thing like Zoan fruit users and even fake Zoan fruit users like smile fruit <laughs> users, they can eat it and they will basically be under her control, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a good way. It's a good way to like reveal its utility down the road because they didn't make it a big deal across the arc up to this point. Uh, it's only shown up a few times, so it's very cool for it to pay off here, where she basically spent has been spending this entire time just like pulling dumplings off of her cheek so that she can help in her in uh, the the samurai pirate alliance uh, efforts against Kaido, uh, and we get a couple scenes where her uh, small fruit minions that have already eaten these dumplings uh, basically going around this fucking going around Onigashima and feeding their co their comrades, these dumplings turning them onto Otama's side, uh, which is pretty cool because the CP zero guys pretty much uh, predicted that like eventually they're going to win by just sheer numbers. So, you know, it's going to be a while, but now a lot of numbers have shifted into their direction. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we then cut over to Frankie versus uh, Sasaki. Big dinosaur Fred versus Suke. Franusuke. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yo, dude, he's coming up. Let's do it right for the guy. Big robot man versus Triceratops dinosaur. Let's fucking oh. go. Has it ever gotten more hype than this? <laughs> So, and it's cool too because it starts off with Frankie just like shooting, but it doesn't work because he's a fucking triceratops and they're bulletproof, I guess. Uh, Slams him against the wall, but no, no, no. Frankie caught it and then he just like turns him over into the wall. Uh, And Sasaki's on the ropes. He's like, well, not really, but he's like not doing great. And uh, his his, uh, comrades just pull up and start holding Frenoske down and he's he's like we got him sasaki get him now you know now's your chance uh and fernoska is like no how am i gonna get out of this one but then he hears someone calling his name and it's uh otama usopp and nami all charging at them and they're terrified because they're being chased by what looks like a bunch of fucking gifters um and um yeah, Sasaki's like, ooh, we got the advantage numbers now. It's my time to shine. Uh, but yeah, it turns out it's all a it's all a farce because uh, Sasaki takes a closer look, and Usopp and Nami are like, mm, <laughs> "Got you, bitch!" And uh, the Gifters are on their side. Uh, they turn code immediately and get rid of the Gifters around Frankie for him uh and allow him to dodge sasaki's oncoming attack which is uh pretty sweet uh very cool and sasaki's like what the fuck is happening page one ulti do something uh and uh ulti just comes up tries to do something but nami's like nah bitch i got lightning and she does the thunderlands tempo driving a thunderbolt straight through ulti's heart very cool. Uh, Nami already knows that look, my one-on-one's not over. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more than that. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need some, uh, need some more juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, hope they, I hope they give her an opportunity to show out. We don't see. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. This is still like basically the beginning of this battle. 
um, Usopp snipes a few uh, millet dumplings into uh, some more gifters' mouths, turning even more people onto their side. And uh, <laughs> Frankie just kicks Sasaki in the face as he's like, what's going on? Stop that armored division. He gets kicked in the face. And it looks like Frankie has like a fucking lightsaber. He has a Franken sword. It's his glowing sword that his giant robot pulls out. I got a bean sword. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking Holy cool. Shit. And he comes down with the V for victory slash. Let's go. Uh, cutting Sasaki. I'm sure this is not the end of this battle, but it is pretty cool to see Frankie show up. He's one of the more uh, underutilized straw hats to me. I, I feel like uh, I haven't seen that much out of Frankie. I, I really like him a lot. Uh, meanwhile, on the banquet hall on the third floor, Sanji is down bad. <laughs> he is not doing great. Um, Black Maria has him tied up in her web, and she's based, she tells him, like, ooh, you did, a really, you really did a number on the men here, but you can't fight women, so we beat the shit out of you. Uh, so, you know, now I hold the life, uh, your life in the palm of your hand. Go on, call for Nico Robin. I wonder why they want Robin. I guess because you can read the poneglyphs and stuff. But poneglyph stuff, yeah, isn't that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I figured. And the CPO is there. Also, so they they that's they're invested, right? That's, yeah, uh... you're right. That's actually that's also true. Um, so yeah, basically they try to get him to call for uh, Robin, and Sanji's like, "What are you gonna do with Robin?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know. We'll capture her and torture her and mutilate her." And mutilate her limbs, and only when we're done with her, however many years it takes, we'll finally kill her. Kill her. So don't worry, she's got time. Uh, and Sanji says something pretty cool. He's not like saying like I'm gonna save Robin. He says underrate Nico, underestimate Nico Robin at your own peril. And um, we cut over to the performance floor as one of the I guess these uh, Kaido henchmen who have omnipresence over this building is uh is looking in and she sees that the uh samurai have been detected they have escaped the roof and are bl- and are bruised and, and bloodied so you know i know where they are there and uh they're beneath they're right beneath the lo- the roof um king is like i'm busy right now i can't do this shit so he calls black maria and is like yo uh, we know this, the Ayakaza samurai are. Uh, go deal with them. So, yeah, I guess she's going to go and deal with the, the samurai. But uh, the lady also detects something else. Uh, in that room, he sees 10 people there. Or she sees 10 people there. Uh, someone is there attempting to save the samurai. And it's a person completely shrouded in darkness. Uh, we don't really see them, but they seem to be trying to heal uh, the Akazaya uh, nine at the at the time, and that's where the chapter ends. And we have One Piece off for two weeks. Fuck. For two weeks. Next week it'll be back. I mean, you know, like next right next Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, looks like we're getting a Robin fight, so that's always that's good. Yeah, probably. I wonder who that who that, who that person is in there. Wasn't yeah. there someone that could? That can heal people with their teardrops or something like that. Am I bugging? Yeah, and that's that's Hiori, no? Isn't that Hiori? No, no, no. You're thinking about the girl from dress the the little Tantata from Dress Rock. Oh yeah, the Tantata girl. Um Damn. Yeah, I don't know who this is. Um it's too shrouded. There's not enough of a 
of even a figure to, to go is on. Is it Enaru? <laughs> is that why? Because you see the little uh, earlobe thing? That's pretty funny. If yeah, you... the little lobe thing. <laughs> People are like, oh my god, it's an But it's like, why the fuck would Enaru be there? He doesn't have the <laughs> drums around him either. So, you know, that big shit that he has on his shoulder. It goes all the way. Yeah, the, the lightning god thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who this mm. is. There's literally not enough uh, information to go off of, but very, very cool. Um, what a good chapter of One Piece. Uh, third, uh, second flavor, favorite to me of overall the RGC. But there might be a series that have uh, just gone a little bit more beyond. But very cool to see Frankie show out, do some cool shit. Uh, nice to know that Usopp and Nami aren't done, uh, and you know that we can expect more from them. Very excited. Can't wait for the next chapter in another week, Oda. Fuck. <laughs> um, you guys are uh, ready to move on? You guys, uh, yeah. right. yes, sir. It is time to randomize. He said, Is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? Black Clover. This is Black Clover chapter 282, Black Guardian. And, uh, yeah. You already know what time it is. It is the audience uh, certified really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Wait, you're telling me it was Black Clover? <laughs> yeah. No way. Man, it was really good this week. I mean, it just yeah. wasn't one piece, you know? I'll tell you this. It's also mine. So Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I mean, yeah, it was it was very close between this and One Piece, but this was fantastic. Just a lot of fun to to read. Uh, Black Clover won thirty eight percent of the vote on our uh, weekly audience poll. But you can follow us on Twitter and vote every week. Uh, it'll be up there this Sunday as well. So you can vote for Black Clover every week, guys. <laughs> I mean, this was a closer race than uh, it's been getting closer every week. You know, uh, Black Clover won 38% of the vote. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen won 29. Uh, in, a, in a relatively four-hour poll, uh, a relatively close race between the two. My Hero Academia came in third at 23%, and One Piece came in last at 11%. So if you're a fan of any of those series and want to uh, show your love and have us uh, praise it on the pod, uh, drop your vote. Follow us on Twitter. Links in the description. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get into Black Clover. Uh, last we left off, this giant doofy demon man was attacking the Clover Kingdom. Uh, the Time Wizard and uh, Damnatio tried to stop it, but it didn't work out. Failed. Yeah. Failure. Failure. We need to have a failure drop. I can't believe we don't have one. From Smash, from the from the original Smash <laughs> yeah. Bros. When failure. you fail at, at the target consist. Yeah. And the board, the platform. Yeah. Oh, that was always so demoralizing. Failure. Oh. I would always feel so bad. I'd be like, oh, I'm not a failure. Uh, but yeah, going on. That's uh, when Asta showed up with Lieb and he unleashed his devil union. Uh, we pick up immediately after that. He starts doing the devil union and then that big spirit bond demon thing just disappears. Uh. It's not even like he had to cut it or nothing. It just is vanished. Damnatio is like, whoa, all that magic. And he erased it. Uh, 
Meanwhile, back at the battle with Zeno, um, you know, it's like, unfortunately for you, the Clover Kingdom still has that guy. That guy. And you know what? He is that fucking guy. Next page, two page spread of Asta's new demon drip. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looks really, really cool. Yeah, Um, man. I'm I'm really not too dig- much of anything, not too much, not too little. It was literally perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm digging the design pretty hard. Uh, Even when he had the arm that was take that was quote unquote taken by the devil, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that looks fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder if this is gonna continue. And Woo. yes, it did in all the right ways. Hell yeah, he's out here just like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking demon man. Uh, and my sword is clean now, straight black. Yeah, straight, no not even rusty. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> Our union so strong, it polished my sword for me. Brought <laughs> <laughs> oh. it back to life. Oh, man, so cool. Uh, and, you know, you know what time it is. It's big main character shown in flex time. Uh, he, uh, he immediately just cuts this fucking big demon thing's hand in half. Uh, and uh, he looks at Damnatio. He's like, yo, yo, parliament, magic parliament guy, watch me. I'm going to fucking join forces with this devil and kill this fucking demon. It's very cool. And all the onlookers in the Clover Kingdom are looking up and seeing Asta shine. Uh, everybody's like, whoa, let's go, Asta. Like, okay. That's our boy. Have this big motherfucker up. Let's go. That's our boy. He out here. He was always out here talking shit, and now he can back it up. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very easy. Uh, Asta just goes through this demon like a fucking hot knife through butter. Uh, easy money. Yeah, a two page on two page spread of just him annihilating this thing. Bit ending in a big two page spread where he just like cross cuts it diagonally from like the hip to the shoulder uh man it's a clean cut too there's no like organs sticking out no veins Ooh, very clean and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yo it's like uh when you watch like uh master chef and gordon ramsay's like i'm going to teach you how to fillet a fish and then he just does it like so very cool very into it and demon is destroyed. But uh yeah, everybody's pretty psyched. The wizard king is like, whoa, cool, because he's like a magic fanboy. I forgot that about him. Uh or like they would like they like they just watch their favorite football team score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh whoa. Ooh, yeah, nigga. <laughs> yeah, they do here. the big uh, bump. Where they like jump like three feet into the air, just, mm. like whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool moment. It's very reminiscent of that uh, of Naruto when he came in with Sage versus mode. Pain. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Yo, that's Naruto!" Whoa, <laughs> kicking that guy's ass! Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> like him now. <laughs> I regret being mean to him. Did his Rasengan just cut him in half? Whoa! whoa. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty epic moment. And remember the color pages? Oh my god! Yeah, he's standing there with the toads. Oh my god! Yeah, that was one of the greatest moments ever. I'll tell you what. This and was yeah, a- this was 
It's reminiscent of it. It doesn't touch that moment really. Oh no, 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 it doesn't. But it's you know, it's, it's a good, there. it's a good attempt. I mean, for one, there was no color pages to go oh. with it. But maybe next week, if there was a time, no, there's no black clover color pages next week. If there was a time for color pages, though, I know because like the site that I look at rankings on, they also show you what uh next week what color what's getting who's who's pages. getting color pages next. Um, I don't know, I don't remember, but I know it wasn't black clover. Uh, yeah, sorry, bud. They're, they're coming. We're going to see Undead Unluck and Dr. Stone. More than just black. Oh. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Uh, yeah. It's Undead Unluck and Dr. Stone. And also that baseball manga <laughs> are getting it. Um, I mean, if there was ever a time for Black Clover to pull out the fucking color pages, it was now. Yeah, while well, One Piece is off, too. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's cute. Um, yeah. Maybe there'll be another opportunity. But one fun chapter. I think that's why I gave it the RGC is that... The whole time I was like, yeah, you know, I was here for it. Um, I liked it a lot. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Very fun chapter. You guys were all right on the uh, audience RGC poll. I agree with you 100% this time. Yeah. I, I, I still. No, no, no. You can, damn. Do, you can still like. Really? Yo. I, all right. All right. Black Clover. One Piece and 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 Jujutsu Kaisen were all right there, yeah, close they were to all each other, man. But I gotta give it to One Piece. I give it to One Piece. I'm gonna stand on that. No, you you should. It's not a bad choice at all because One Piece was this close. I mean, I, yo, Black Clover had cover pages though. Would have been a wrap, honestly. You're right. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that was uh, that was Black Clover. Very fun. It is time to randomize. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia, Chapter 301, The Wrong Way to Put Out a Fire, Part 1. Interesting chapter title. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we start off with the, uh, the first time that Endeavor really kind of uh, met with uh, Ray, his future wife, as uh, he was basically arranging this quirk marriage, man, he does not look like he's e- even he's like not thrilled about it, but he has to do it <laughs> in this one. Damn, moment. this this was a good chapter too. This was a good chapter. This uh, was a good chapter. Oh, this is my uh, RGC by really the way. Oh yeah, actually, I mean, when isn't it, Brian? Bri- you you want to shit on people for like always? Yeah, you, black just, you just Sir, do it no, no, I don't always give this an RGC. All right, it's, you give a one piece. It. Oh, half. I give it to times. One Piece or Jujutsu Kaisen sometimes. Okay, you give Brian. it to Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. you're right. Okay, Brian. Oh no, nah, this was good. This was really good. Was I really actually good, remember reading this and and like this was the issue. This was the chapter out of all the other ones that I felt like left me with the most to think about after, yeah. like immediately after. Yeah. So that's worth something, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know, they're just like in this flashback, they're just kind of getting to know each other, and um, Ray wasn't like. Ray knew that this she he was basically marrying her for the quirk, but you know she would she was doing it for her family's sake, because Endeavor's rich, and you know if you marry into this rich and powerful dude's family, you know your family is gonna get taken care of. Um, but yeah, we cut over to the present where <laughs> Endeavor's in a hospital bed, just at his lowest point, and um, she's he, uh, Endeavor's like, "Are you really okay?" And Ray's like, "No." That's why I'm here. I mean, I'm not thrilled, 
you know? Um, we cut over to uh, Dobby, who's just chilling on the couch, looking at his, like, wounds that he sustained over, like, this time. Oh, yeah. It's like, ooh. It's yeah. burns. It burns so good. <laughs> He's loving it, man. Yeah. It's weird. He's you don't think they could have made a support item for him to like not fucking burn Some himself? Some type of him? ointment. <laughs> like, like maybe they could have made a suit for him. Or... I mean, they did that. That's like what Todoroki's suit is, is that uh, his suit is built to kind of uh, moderate his temperatures on either side. So I mean, in theory, but he was like five years old, man. I mean, honestly, he he died before he was even a hero. You know, like before they could even. Oh yeah, that's true. Or died, quote unquote. But yeah, so he's just like. I guess we're gonna touch back on that actually because I have a point to make about it too. Okay. So yeah. Um. But yeah, he's like he can't feel anything, honestly, which is interesting. I guess like all his nerves are freaking burnt through. So he doesn't feel the burns that are actually there. Um, and he's like, man, I know dear, I know dad won't, won't die. He's tougher than that. Even if he wanted to just like kill himself, he, the his position wouldn't allow it. He's going to have to make a public <laughs> statement at some point. And I can't wait to see his pathetic mug. Whoosh. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, we cut back to the past where uh, Toya is yelling at his dad to, to train him, and uh, and Endeavor's like, "No, you're gonna burn," and uh, he just keeps on like, he he keeps on insisting. We learn from the doctor; it's confirmed that yes, your son has way better fire than you do, but he has his however, he has his mother's physicality, and he can't take the fucking heat, bruh. You got a weak son, Brett. No, he doesn't say that. Yeah. So essentially, he's he's too soft for your for your plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's way too soft for your plans. Like father, like son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Um. So he basically uh we after he's learning this, and this is the moment where I never realized like, oh, it's for sure a rap. He's never gonna surpass all might. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's over for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh Toya Not is basically man. like talking to his sister uh and she's basically like hey, you should like tr- stop burning yourself and stop training for this and Toya's like so what? I don't care. I'll get burned. I don't care. I could take it. You know, my dad drilled it into my head that I'm going to defeat All Might, so I'm going to keep going for it. He's very stubborn. Uh, he's just driven by this ambition that's hurting him. And we cut over to the house at night as uh, Ray is like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a terrible plan. Like, Toya knows what you're trying to achieve through these children. So, like, it's just going to break his heart even more. And Endeavor's like, no matter what I say, he just he, he's stubborn. He just comes home with fresh burns every day. This is the only way to give make him give up. Since he'll never be the one to surpass. And his face, dude. He's just like, with his fucking face like. Um, and it turns out, yeah, I mean, Endeavor's plan is essentially to make Ray a baby farm. To eventually end up with a hero, uh, with a kid strong enough to handle both the ice and the flame. Uh, 
So Toya gets to see himself get replaced over and over. Well, twice. Natsu was born uh, after. And then finally, uh, the Todoroki we all know and love was also born. And uh, he's the perfect one. He's the one who can use both the ice and the fire quirk without hurting himself either way. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And Toya's just like, uh-huh. yeah, Toya's face is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, cool. Uh-huh. I guess I'm Ooh. just chopped liver, huh? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, he starts training. He still like is in the snow, just fucking training himself. And he's like, Dad, look, I can do it. I can surpass him. Look how strong my flames are. And uh, he comes home from that training session as Endeavor starts yelling at him like, Stop fucking doing this. You're going to hurt yourself. Just play with Natsuo and Fuyumi. Make some friends. God, be a kid. I'll abuse this other kid. You don't have to do this anymore. Uh, But Toya's like damaged by this. He's just like, the kids at school say they all want to be heroes. I can't understand that because I've got you for a father. I'm like, Doosh. he's just like, whoa, was that a like, uh, mm-hmm. was that was that an insult? Like, I think so. I don't want to be. Like, Jeez, how and how young is he to be able to come up with that slick of a remark? I think he's the oldest kid, so he's like, he's probably yeah. like eleven at that point, ten. Um. <laughs> my favorite, one thing I noticed is that like they they cut to all the Taroki's faces and uh fucking uh Shoto's face the entire time. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, his baby face. <laughs> it's just like hmm. fuck is going on here. <laughs> it's it's so funny because it's consistently that the whole time. Uh as Toya's over here having a breakdown. Shoto's just like, mm. sucks for you. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am, I am a baby. And, baby. <laughs> and uh, you know, his, his mental breakdown continues like, you lit this fire on me and I, it's not going out. I can't just pretend it's not there. Look at me, Endeavor. And uh, as the flame starts to just like sprout off of Toya, he locks on to Shoto. <laughs> in that face <laughs> and uh he just immediately just starts lunging at him with the fire uh and everybody's like fuck trying to get out of the way uh and we cut back to the present where ray says like you don't get to claim you're hurting more than anybody because and you're not the only one who really didn't see him and that's where the chapter ends it's kind of it's kind of like abrupt but yeesh very dirty. Yeah, man. You see where he lashes out. I'm interested to see how this continues. Me too. Um, there was a, a small point I wanted to make um, earlier when they were talking about, I guess, uh, the. All right. It was at the point where Endeavor basically was figuring out, like, yeah, this is over for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't, like, it's not worth investing time in. And, you know, like Brian said, like, this. this there's no reason he, he, he couldn't have just gotten older, understood his limitations, and then figured out ways to get around it, and then became really strong in his own right. His dad, Endeavor, was so obsessed that he needed, and, and he it just gave him this, like, super tunnel vision where he could say, the only way it can be, I can achieve what I want is for it to be this exact way, and 
I think that's what was really toxic. And, you know, that's something I noticed uh, that we've all noticed, I think, as well, right? That the author really likes to put messages behind, like, everything he's doing. Like, these general messages that keep getting repeated. And it's like, you got to give... Uh, what is it? Like, he, like he, 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 he allowed his ignorance to snuff out possibility. Because th- yeah. this is a tragedy. Yeah, obviously, he's a bad, you know, he's a bad guy now. And we're figuring out why he's a bad guy. It's not about all pure edge. You know, I was cracking mad jokes before, but like that's, I think that's what they're going to address here. And I want to just acknowledge that and say like, that is a great point. And you don't have to have superpower, a superpower family, for that to be the case, you know, to draw a parallel there, like, you know, to just snuff out someone's shine because of your, your own ignorance. Yeah. You know, Uh, I was thinking about his own child, man. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Um, there's something about Endeavor that I think like that this is like a bigger commentary on, I guess, arranged marriages and the system of very traditional, I guess, like these like certain like Eastern cultures that where they they put a lot of emphasis on having like, say, you know, the like the firstborn son or whatever. Uh, and there's something about like the quirk thing, which is kind of an equivalent to that, where you're just trying over and over again to get a desired result in terms of your children, which is really crazy. Yeah. And it's kind of like a backwards way of thinking. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's the parallel here is that uh, you're, you're basically breeding for like, just trying to find the boy for a Like, for example, there's like families out there that, you know, try, you know, like there's like fathers out there. It's like, I want a boy. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to stop, like, we're going to have babies until I have finally a boy, you know? And I think that's the parallel is drawn here. It's very weird. Endeavor is a strange one because I've been thinking about, like, damn, dude, he really made his wife into a baby factory. Like, every nine months, she made it, he made her, like, push her. Father's Neverland, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, it's it's very dark (laughs) when you really, like, strip away the layers of this superpower society and looking for the right superpower. It's crazy. It's like sociopathic nearly. I don't know how yeah, this bounces back from that, but we'll figure it this out. This whole situation is very complex, you know? Like, um, obviously, like, every time they show All Might in this chapter, it's to dig him into a deeper hole, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, every time All Might shows his face, it's him going deeper and deeper into this obsession with his dream. Um, and the intensity burning. So it's like, as as All Might rises, Endeavor kind of falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the even the way that the panels are set up, like it's like Natsuo yeah. is an afterthought. Like his Natsuo's birth is literally an afterthought. They don't even go into detail about Natsuo at all. It's yeah. just they had the baby. All right, next. Oh, oh yeah, look, Toroki. That's it. I mean, Shoto. That's it. It's a it, it, we're we're good, we're set. Mm-hmm. Like, not um, I, I, I agree. If you don't, if you don't mind me going in, like, just to kind of go mm-hmm. off your point, like, I noticed you, like, you're 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 so on point because they even have a scene, at least where where um where the where the eldest son like Dabi, I forget his actual name, Ng. No, that's the dad. yeah, no, whatever. Not so. Oh yeah, um, what what what's in Natsu? No, no. Oh, you're talking about Natsu. No, the oldest brother. Like the oldest one? Toya, Toya, Toya. Toya. 
Toya. Okay, there. Where you know he at least has a scene with the sister where she gets to talk and 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 kind of present herself. And I feel like that was not allowed by Endeavor, but it, it was shown by the author to say like there is a sense of family here because. And this was this was like while he was figuring out that um like he wouldn't be able to surpass All Might, but he still wasn't completely sure. So you're right. Like he. I feel like he cared and he wasn't that hardcore and that mean yet mm-hmm. or didn't move with that attitude towards his children yet until he realized that, oh, like it's not going to work out with him. Boom. Had another baby. Didn't work out. Then he immediately started thinking about the next one. So, yeah, it really was like Natsuo specifically was completely just like, whatever, man, you might as well go somewhere else. And yeah. that's probably why he reacted the way he did when we seen him. Like he really had a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the kind of chip that like Todoroki had, where it was just pure like like that that pure animosity and almost like that one in that like that vengeance. Yeah. Where Natsu was just super hurt. Yeah. So super like duper my, hurt. my thing yeah. is my my thing I think about it is it's like you know how all right so Toya is the one who had like the hope inspired into him just to have it get ripped away, and Natsuo was the one who never had that hope given no, to him in the, yeah. to begin with so like he just had the emotional neglect that's all mm-hmm. but toya was built up like he was the world like he, he he had the world on on at the palm of his hand just to get that emotional neglect that uh natsuo always had and that's what like kind of made him go crazy mm-hmm. especially as a child that kind of mon- emotional manipulation really fuck yeah will, will destroy somebody yeah Oh man, yeah. Well said. Well said. One thing I'm interested in seeing is like, because this event with Toya, it doesn't change Endeavor. It just kind of makes him worse. I'm very interested to see like, why is it that he didn't learn from this? Like, what was it about? Because he had this whole thing would have. You would think this moment would have changed his mind and seen made him see the error of his ways. But it really took to the present to realize what's happening. Like when he started, yeah, his, with his relationship with Shoto. You know when he started to change? When he achieved his goal of being number one. That's when he started to realize that all this pursuit for this shit is not worth it. I think he was and, I think he was feeling it a little bit before. I think this change started a little earlier. But things yeah, things definitely got exasperated by him nearly dying. Yeah, yeah. One way yeah, we're, we're, yeah, regardless. I remember it happening. Yeah, like, I, you know, that had something that has something to do with it too. Yeah, I remember him trying a little earlier than that too. Like <laughs> doing little things to try to improve himself and try to see uh try to become a better person. But yeah, but, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're I think like that moment definitely like was a real wake up call for him where he's like I got to fast track this process because I really fucked up a lot. <laughs> uh, but uh, one more thing. Uh, there's actually two more things. Like first, like. I feel like all this information and more detail into like the past and all the things that Endeavor actually did is coming up now because. It's just to remind. It's just to remind us that. Like. Endeavor was like all in his self pity and all that shit and wallowing and sad and shit. And um, it can make you feel like you got to feel sorry for him to an extent. But this is just a reminder that like just because you want redemption and you want to change doesn't take away all the shit that you've done to 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 your family and to 
like how fucked up this was. Like, sure, you're you want to be a changed man, but like, and you regret what you did, but that doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. And um, but another thing that the end of this chapter kind of addressed was that it wasn't only Endeavor who was at fault for this, essentially. Mm. Like, you know, it takes two parents to have a bad household, you know? And Ray, I feel like another reason why Ray broke down and, like, did what she did to, Totoro- to Shoto was because she also has her regrets of what she could have done. She could have stopped, she could have tried more to, like, stop this from happening. She could have been there for Toya during all this. There's not a single point in this chapter that shows anybody like taught like aside from his sister, there yes, isn't anybody sister. who 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 tries to console him or talk to him, not even his mom. Yeah. So No, you're right. Um I think and that, you know, that's consistent in even the way she decided to go through with this quirk marriage where it's very passive where it's like she's she'll do it but she it's not what she really wants, you know, it's not really what she really feels. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point to bring up. I, I very much agree with that. Um, lots to think about with My Hero Academia. Yeah, there's just... And nobody's... Sure, there's victims to this stuff, but, like, again, this is really complicated, but there's also not really any, like, heroes in this situation as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, family dynamics are hard, you know? Like, no matter... Even if even with, like, good families, there's, like, issues and, you know, there's, there's shit there's like skeletons in closets in a way and nobody has more of a skeleton in closet than uh, than the Todoroki family though that's pretty fucking intense these these chapters with the Todoroki family have been so fucking incredibly good for me like I love how like how complex it is and how like you know how he's handling it with so much care because this is a really sensitive topic and if he messes up in a single spot it's not gonna it's not gonna be good yeah so i've said as much he, as i appreciate that he's slowing it down mm-hmm. um he's 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 putting the microscope on the situation and that naturally leads to you know the pace to getting slowed down and i appreciate it <laughs> more yeah. than anybody else <laughs> yeah i think that. uh i think i've said this maybe before i even started the podcast i remember do saying that like when Endeavor started to like try to turn a corner on himself, it could, if done right, this could be one of the like greatest character arcs of all time. You know what I mean? Like if it's if it's done, and it's not to even say that it has to end with him completely redeemed or forgiven, but whatever this is, whatever's happening right now, has like a lot of potential philosophically to be very fucking cool. In a mainstream shonen manga, especially yeah, no, yeah, especially I mean, in this time in this day and age where nothing is forgiven, you know, and um. This series kind of reflects. We're, we're, talk, we're talking to you, Mineta. <laughs> you, you, you little, you little juice-headed pervert. Your future Me Too story. <laughs> you, you, I feel, I feel like a lot of the way that the media works in My Hero Academia is similar to how it is in real life. So maybe like he's trying to make a statement about like you know redemption and uh, and um, like can a, it's not even just can a family forgive him. It's can the world forgive him, you know? Like, yeah. there's... Especially now with it being aired. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. But this is... Man, this has so much potential to be such a good fucking part of the, of the manga. Like, same. this guy never fails to impress me. Yeah. Um, great chapter. Uh, 
I, I think that's all I got to say about My Hero Academia. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. It is over. This is the last chapter. Yeah. The last oh, chapter of the day. Whoa, wait, <laughs> whoa, whoa. What's this? Yeah, I Ew. had a brain fart and I was Baseball about to. Baseball manga? No, thank you. No, 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 dude. I had a brain fart. I was, literally, I was literally about to be like <laughs> randomized, but then I forgot. Uh, but yeah, this is it. That has been our show, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37, Brian at B.ESP. Find Brian's Twitch screen, uh, Twitch stream, sorry, on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Check out our theme song, guys, Instagram. It's, oh wait, at drum underscore foo. Very talented individual. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, at New Jump City. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. Why not? Uh, and if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead. Click the link in the description and go to our iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on it, no matter how weirdly obscure the platform. Uh, <laughs> I got an email the other day that we were on, like, Grumbler or something. I'm like, what the fuck is Grumbler? Grumbler. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> in theory we're like literally everywhere so find us uh subscribe like share with your friends let's build let's build a community bros uh but until then bye so uh, take care guys and stay safe new jump citizens <laughs>